Hello everyone. Welcome back to the new episode of podcast series with BL Insight Circle. Myself uh, Dheer Tedia, here is my friend Akshat Bansal who is also a core member of BL Insight Circle. Today uh, before introducing our guest, we have one more classmate with us by the name of Shama Varya. Apart from being our classmate and a friend and a dear friend, she hails from a tremendous uh, work experience of uh, about 8 years in IoT startup managing different roles domains. uh she's worked as a ceo's assistant chief of staff before joining her mba she was part of several she's managed several teams like business process and tools implementation before joining her mba so she is here uh because uh our guest is super special our guest he's like the dark horse or the uh what do i say he has been with a single company for the last 18 years cap gemini uh his name is ashish sharma he is currently the vice president at cap gemini head of top line center pre sales uh europe so basically uh sir uh describes himself as a sales guy a traveler a student of yoga uh of course various award winning sales performances right from uh, lead to close customer management skills everything he is very passionate about emerging disruptive technologies and their impact on business and society so welcome uh, everyone ashish sir shama and um, uh, let's start with ashish sir you we want you to start with uh, your your uh, career uh, trajectory because uh, you have started with sales and you are currently a vp of kind of a pre sales role at cap gemini so just give us a run through or a short trailer about your career career trajectory okay thank you so much for having me again and uh, it's a pleasure to interact with all of you now my career trajectory uh, which does not appear on linkedin but i will share with you guys has been quite interesting uh, so technology was not my first choice i wanted to join the merchant navy uh, basically in the footsteps of uh, my father's younger brother my chacha who is a captain in the merchant navy and that was a, a lifelong dream at least as a child when i was growing up that's what i wanted to do uh but as it turned out that is not what uh, fate had in store for me because uh, perhaps many of you are aware some of you may not be that to be in the merchant navy you need to have perfect eyesight so my eyesight is perfect except that i'm color blind which doesn't mean that i see in black and white but you know color blindness is uh, essentially a very common uh, affliction and if you go and do a little bit of search on that uh, 10% of the male population suffers from some color blindness now that completely derailed me and uh, for a significant amount of time i had no idea you know what i'm going to do because that was what my focus was going to be and then one of my uh, closest friends from school days he's still uh, a very very close friend he's in a senior position uh, in AWS perhaps you know you'd also like to invite him one day to come and speak to you guys he recommended he said you know there's this new thing called the internet which is uh, changing things uh, significantly and this was way back in uh, the late 90s you know the internet was still uh, emerging uh, including in the west but in india you know it was uh, still not 
uh, as prevalent as it is today. And he says, you know, Ashish, uh, this is something that's going to be big. Why don't you think about, you know, a career in technology? And that's where my uh, career in tech really started. Uh, for the first couple of years, you know, I was part of pure play internet businesses. There was a B2B uh, plastics marketplace based out of Singapore called plasticscommerce.com. I used to lead their India operations. And for some time, I was part of uh, Satyam Infoway, which had a, a massive plan for uh, revolutionizing internet-based uh, business in, in India. But the uh, dot-com bust actually derailed its plans completely. And then I joined uh, a, a firm called Vanenberg, uh, which was essentially the investment arm of a leading tech entrepreneur called Jan Ban. If again you go and do a search on Jan Ban, you know he's been in the tech industry for more than 50 years. You know, and I had the good fortune of uh, my product-related experience in technology came during my days in Vandenberg, which was then rechristened to Cordis. And then for the last 18 years, I've been part of uh, this wonderful organization called Capgemini, uh, where I played different kinds of uh, sales, sales enabling roles. And, and, and here I am today responsible for uh, sales enabling uh, at the group level. I'm part of our group sales organization. I report to the head of sales of Capgemini and drive several sales transformation related topics for the organization. Shama, you want to go next? Yes, uh, I was just listening to it and I was thinking how inspiring it is that people think if plan A doesn't work, what would you do? This is such an amazing example of going with the flow and making it big in uh, life. So now I was actually thinking that, uh, you know, you said you stick, you were sticking, you are with Capgemini for almost 18 years and sticking to a single company for such a long time is a showcase of a true dedication. And unless until someone is really passionate about what they do, such a commitment is not possible. So please give us some insights on uh, some of your most uh, thrilling experiences, which has made you stick to your work like this. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a wonderful question. And thanks for that, uh, Shama. Now, it works both ways. Uh, it's also important to understand what is the type of platform that the organization is providing, uh, which in turn will essentially uh, create what you know we typically term as uh, organizational loyalty. But if the organization is unable to provide a growth path to an individual, you know, that loyalty will not exist. So first and foremost, I think Capgemini provides a phenomenal platform at a global level for people to be able to build their careers and define and design uh, a path that suits them. In fact, after a few years at Capgemini, I learned and I realized, and I shared this you know, with uh, all my team members also, that in Capgemini, your career is your own responsibility. The organization, which also includes your manager, uh, the unit that you belong to, uh, HR, they will act as enablers to help you design the way that you want your career to grow. Uh, some people may choose uh, 
uh, sales some people may choose uh, delivery some people may choose uh, a function related to hr finance uh, procurement whatever that may be the beauty is that the organization provides you a platform to be able to do it globally and i think that is just uh, phenomenal that's the number one thing that i enjoy about being in this organization number two uh, we hear a lot about uh, flat organizational culture but capgemini lives and breathes that flat organizational culture on a daily basis in fact when you guys refer to me as sir you know i actually get a bit embarrassed you know? so we are all on first name basis uh, with whoever it may be including you know our our leadership our ceos our group exec board you know because that's not the kind of uh, uh, culture of you know edifying people no it's basically uh, teams that are very focused on achieving ambitious goals and how we work together to be able to deliver them that's what defines the culture you know it's not just about individual brilliance and you know you essentially create a demigod status for people no that's not what the capgemini culture is about and that's something again which is uh, something that we all respect and enjoy lastly uh, if you look at capgemini's history if you remember when i had come and spoken to you a couple of uh, weeks back i spoke to you about the evolution of capgemini as an organization for more than last 50 years uh, and we have we have changed we have evolved uh, not just to the present times but also invested and taken a bet on what the future will look like uh, not just for ourselves or for our employees but also for our customers for our partners and for the societies that we have some significant impact on we've we've evolved and we've we've uh, made sure that capgemini not only remains extremely relevant but also is focused on shaping the future and who does that when i say capgemini it's people you know so and and the organization gives you an opportunity to be able to shape the future not just for your own self but also for the organization and the the clients the society partners that it that it works with and that's something which to me is phenomenal which is the reason why i've been in this organization for the last 18 years that makes so much sense yeah thank you for saying that Ashish, that sounds really incredible, and your journey is something is very motivating to us because we are a, we typically come from a generation where switching is considered to be you know very very frequent, and changing roles is something everyone is accustomed to doing in one or two years, and if someone's not doing, the person is said to be missing out on learning. So that's really glad to hear. so so ashish my next question to you is on the lines of in from a it background what happens is there are a lot of proof of concepts developed for multiple clients so how is that proof of concept being actually converted to a project for different multiple clients so it's like suppose a client has come up with a very interesting idea on say banking and that has worked very well for a particular say bank a now as capgemini you would see that a, there's a huge potential for 
this particular similar a similar kind of project which could be implemented for say banks b and c so how is it something that uh, capgemini looks into and pitches to the clients on how does that knowledge transfer happen from development to the sales teams i will uh, react to that uh, question akshat but before that uh, i want to make a few comments on what you mentioned related to you know your uh, generations need to switch now uh, when my introduction was being given uh, it's not that you know i have been in capgemini all my life no i have experience uh, prior to uh, capgemini and i tried you know different things uh, and uh, the fact remains that it is important uh, depending on what stage of your career you are at uh, to be able to have as diverse experiences which will decide uh, how you want to shape your career uh, in what direction you want your career to go uh, and basically your choice of organization role will be based on that my personal view also has been and i tell this to a lot of uh, young people uh, you need to have a a slightly long term approach yeah long term approach doesn't mean 18 years so you know i've been here for some time i'm not saying that everyone you know needs to do that but what do you mean by long term if you're switching every one two years and you know that sort of a, a pattern because you're getting bored you know for a few more percentage on your uh, ctc what you're losing out on at that point of time is the inherent value that an organization tends to create for itself as well as for the ecosystem that it belongs to and actually benefit from that right what do i mean by that we have uh, uh, zomato as an example right you know it started it, uh, you know startup uh, a couple of uh, years back and then if you go and take a, a look at the list of people who really cashed out in when they went uh, ipo you'll see that those people had an average tenure of at least 6 uh, to 8 years if not longer right uh, and i'm not talking about the you know the the the, the co-founders the uh, CFO, CEO, you know, those guys in any case would have been uh, brought on with a wealth creation opportunity. But because they had a longer term view, they were all focused that this concept that we have, we are going to be able to take it and scale it to a level where the impact not only on the industry, but also on us is going to be significant. And we just uh, read two days back that you know co-founder ceo is out two months after the ipo uh, if you go and look at you know what he cashed out on significant right uh, if if these people would have been jumping around you know looking at startups every one two years uh, maybe you know this kind of opportunity would not have presented itself so you need to know that you know uh, why are you switching there's nothing wrong in that but you need to understand why are you switching is this aligned to your career goals or not you know uh, or is it you know in a single organization like i said when i was introducing capgemini you know i have the ability today i'm in sales if i want to move to something dramatically different and you know i, I enjoy interacting with people for example if i want to be in hr my organization will give me that platform it will create that opportunity for me to contribute 
towards people, talent development, whatever that may be, right? So if an organization is able to give that platform to you uh, and, and growth in, uh, in, in different parts of what you need uh, to, to feel fulfilled, uh, I think, you know, then the need to switch doesn't arise. Yeah, that, that's my personal view. So again, uh, if there is a single message in that long drawn out statement, take a long term view. You know, as an investor, you always take a long term view. So you should take a long term view on your careers. Now, Akshat, coming to your question uh, related to uh, how uh, technology firms essentially, uh, you know, are selling successfully uh, to their different clients. Right? If I if I were to put that in a in a few points now. Today we are in a tech boom. Uh, we know that you know talent is in uh, great demand. Tech talent is in great demand, and not just in India, globally. And from all angles, this tech boom will continue for good few years. Yeah. This is not uh, a, uh, a a a small blip of you know demand comes and there's no it will crash down again no this is going to be something which is uh, going to be uh, sustainable uh, for a few years to come how many years do that we don't know we'll see what has changed significantly especially when it comes to uh, the it services business is in the pre pandemic era the focus was on cost reduction yes it services companies you know would bring in a lot of value but uh, why did india become so big is because our ability to provide skills at scale uh, at a significantly lower cost compared to the west yeah. at least that is what our value proposition started with and then gradually you know we started uh, innovating, uh, bringing in new processes, new systems, new platforms, Akshat, you know, as, as you mentioned, you know, and different companies uh, took a different approach. Uh, in Capgemini, and, you know, I'll quote my, our, our uh, group CEO, uh, trying to marry a product business with a services business uh, doesn't work because the culture, the objectives of these two businesses are completely different. Uh, so there are many companies that have tried to go the product way uh, and when they've tried to force fit product and services together it hasn't worked so where it has worked beautifully is where the product business is kept separate from the services business and you know while they may be part of an overall group uh, the uh, the go-to-market strategy for each of these business lines is different it's independent in Capgemini, we are a services company but driven by technology, yeah, with technology at the core of 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 everything. Uh, and what we have invested in as an organization uh, are the first element is what we call a portfolio of services, and this portfolio includes uh, cutting edge technology embedded with industry specific solutions that our clients require. So when I talk about portfolio, you know, things like uh, cybersecurity, uh, customer experience, uh, things related to uh, different elements of utilizing cloud, you know, whether it's a cloud strategy, cloud migration, all of these are a part of the 
group portfolio of services that we take to clients. But there are also very industry-specific solutions uh, which we essentially deliver to our clients to be able to have an impact on their core business. IT is no longer about enabling, but about powering a business, right? So for example, if you look at the automotive industry, which is which has gone through a tremendous evolution and that evolution is not yet over, yeah, things are happening. In the past, the focus for uh, OEM manufacturers would have been on you know, having strong uh, ERP systems, strong supply chain distribution, CRM solutions for uh, the manufacturing sales and after sales service of the uh, cars or the products that they were selling. But today, if you see and how the automotive industry is evolving, uh, today, almost 60% of the, the development of a car is based on software. Uh, it's the connected car experience. It's you know self-driving. It's related to uh, you know using uh, uh, electric as part of a, a core mobility solution, right? And this is only the beginning. We are going to see, you know, the automobile industry uh, as it evolves uh, more and more. Uh, the it is going to be about a mobility experience that people will get when they uh, when they buy or lease uh, a uh, a car or related product, right? And a big part of that change is going to be uh, software or technology driven. And the fantastic news is that, you know, that Capgemini is playing a significant role working with some of the largest automotive companies in the world to be able to, to drive this change. We've got uh, something called as the Automotive Lab. If, if any of you are in Bangalore at some point of time, I'd love to show you, you know, how that how these next generation technologies are being brought to life in this automotive lab that we have. We also launched something called as the 5G lab. 5G is not just about uh, you know, faster access to Netflix, YouTube on our devices, but 5G is the ability to have phenomenal compute power to be able to deliver the next generation of experiences using uh, the high-speed technology that that five-speed that 5G will offer. Again, Capgemini is investing with its partners in 5G, and 5G is going to be uh, ubiquitous. Whether it is in automotive, whether it is in 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 manufacturing, in communications, in retail, in the next few years, we are going to see an explosion of solutions based on 5G. So, you know, do we have a platform? No, but do we have solutions around 5G? Uh, around the internet of things absolutely and that's the that's the, uh, the 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 strategy that capgemini is taking as far as you know being able to uh, leverage technology and our capability and our uh, our experience in services uh, to create these solutions for our customers and for our customers customers uh, thank you so much, uh, Ashish, for such an open invitation to us. Uh, we will, for sure, if we are in Bangalore, we'll visit you. And uh, you are a true brand ambassador and super passionate about what you do, and it shows. So uh, we are really intrigued about, uh, you know, Capgemini, your work, and how the entire trajectory has been. It is truly motivational and inspira inspirational. Thank you so much for this. Yeah. So maybe just one last question uh, before we conclude. Uh, I want to be a little personal here uh, because we have had a conversation with you before also as a leadership talk. 
so this question is a continuation with the earlier question i had asked so because even i have done half a decade of sales uh, jobs b2b sales in tech startups i know what kind of stressful job uh, sales uh, profile brings in so hats off to you to sticking to sales and becoming a vice president in sales only for the, and sticking to the same uh, domain for the last 15 plus years so my question is uh, when uh, i remember you answering my question which was how do you find time for yoga how do you find time for other activities and your simple answer was my time is my time i do not like to like if i am giving a time uh, if i am not giving a saturday sunday uh, to my to my work that's because i want to spend time with my family or whatever my personal commitments are so uh, if as an amateur if i want to start something like a yoga activity or uh, how to go about it and if i want to ask you to choose one thing uh, between a uh, yoga and outdoor sport which one would you choose on a ideal day so i think that's a, that's a fantastic question and not my favorite answer to give you know uh, a little bit of both but but i'll i'll share my perspective on uh, yoga as well as the outdoors now many of us look at uh, yoga as uh, you know doing some stretching and breathing routines on a mat uh, that that is one eighth of what yoga means uh, personally for me uh, yoga goes beyond just the stretching and breathing exercises i do that no doubt about that but for me yoga is much more than that it teaches you uh, and i and i think the most important if there is one trait that i think that yoga has taught me is detachment uh i enjoy things i enjoy what i do but i don't want to get attached to things and i know that you know this is a, a podcast you know but i wish that this would have been you know taught to me when i was much younger and that i had exposure to that and that you know i would have been able to imbibe uh, this simple principle of uh, of detachment detachment doesn't mean uh, giving up and you know taking sanyas that's not what detachment is detachment is that you are you are part of the world you experience the world and experience whatever it is good or bad you experience it and you are happy about it you don't let that impact you uh, now when you you go deeper into what yoga has to offer you know if you read uh, some of the uh, phenomenal treatises that have been written on yoga and you know they're all uh, today explained simply you know you can go to amazon you know buy some of these books and that is something you know which uh, which helps me to to remain grounded uh and and i I've, i've said this uh, you know before and I, and i'll say it again to all of you for me the simplest practice of detachment is i love my job but i am not in love with it i will repeat i love my job but i am not in love with it so yes i've been here you know for 18 years and maybe you know some of you will understand that if you don't you know drop me a note and i will explain you know what what i mean by that so coming to the so yoga to me is something which is very personal and i uh, practice it in different ways some of some days i'm stretching every day i'm doing my breathing routine every day i either read or uh, listen to 
something related to the yoga philosophy so you know so that my mind is uh, remains focused on that you know so so I, so i that's how i practice my yoga so yoga for me goes beyond just the the stretching and breathing when it comes to outdoors uh outdoors essentially is nature and being able to uh, enjoy things that you know that are not man made you know that have been created by nature is something which is beautiful and you know we all we all enjoy it uh, some people say you know i'm a beach person some people will say you know i'm a mountain person some people will say i'm a forest person you know but frankly we are all people who enjoy nature in one way or the other the the sounds of waves will give you the same joy that you will get you know if you hear a waterfall falling or if you hear you know some crickets or some you know birds chirping around uh, that is basically what nature has to offer to you and if you want to enjoy that i would say that you know wake up every day early in the morning wherever you are you know and and experience the uh, sunrise or you know before all of the cacophony of you know day to day life begins you know listen to some natural sounds if you are able to go outside and you know if you are i don't know how uh, close or far away from nature you guys are at you know at your campus i'm sure you know there must be some nice uh, garden and things like that you know just go and sit on the grass and you know and enjoy it you don't you don't need uh, anything more than that and i guarantee you you will have a wonderful start to your day if you are experiencing that first thing in the morning so for me it's both yeah in fact uh, iim k campus i am koikod campus is right in the jungle we are in middle of western ghats and every day apart from nature uh, there is nothing there is just we open our uh, balcony and we have mountains and mountains to look at and currently the climate and uh, in kerala is such beautiful because of the rains so i completely uh, agree with you on this thank you so, so much with our campus i am koikod is india's one of the most beautiful business school campus ever it's legitimately awarded as <laughs> i'm waiting for an invitation you know to visit your campus uh, and whenever you guys want me you know to visit your campus so you don't need an invitation you are welcome any time you you come for uh, placements or either way we would just love to have a cup of chai with you just come any time yeah. whenever you are even if you are around in kerala do visit us we would just uh, you know sit with you have a conversation and we would love that sir absolutely i am looking forward to that guys so on that note uh, i'll like to present the formal vote of thanks uh, thank you ashish for taking time out of your busy schedule and uh, thank you belinda also for taking so much efforts in actually scheduling this call we all now from the takeaways ashish we had so many takeaways from you from being you know understanding the need to switch whether it is intrinsic or whether it's extrinsic now understanding the process in which it sales have been transitioning from the process of cost reduction to being of value creation from enabling businesses to empowering businesses and most importantly through yoga understanding the power of detachment we had multiple takeaways hope our viewers had the same thank you all and thank you ashish thank you so much for a wonderful session thank you for having me appreciate it yeah. and thank you both of you for letting me be here and 
Ashish, once again, pleasure connecting with you. Absolutely, Thank you. Yeah. my pleasure. My pleasure.